You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the King of All Kings podcast. J Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Oh, God. Guess who's back? Guess who's Bizak? We've been telling you guys. For so long, we're about to get back at this thing. But here we are. We're back. Kenny Caraway, Jason Jones, J Street Vibes is finally, finally back on your airways, man. Where's, I got to hold on. Let me get some air horns because we finally back, man. Come on, man. Stop playing. There we go, man. J Street Vibes is back. Jason Jones, what's good, man? I'm good. I mean, this is what, about a year and a half, two yeah. years later? Yeah, 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 man. This is crazy. We started with the. Can we even say the name anymore? I don't want. I don't want to get sued. I don't remember it anymore. I mean, it's own room breakdown. Shout out to Tanika. You know, yeah. our girl Tanika. You know, what I mean, shout out to uh, our our guy Brian. You know, what I'm saying who, who, was, who was a producer back then. This was pre-COVID. We yeah, started. We went to, from, from Brian to Rob. Yep. Shout out Rob. Rob is Rob is the goat, man. Big ups to him. Yeah. Rob. Rob's in grad school. I know it's crazy, right? But now, J Street Vibes is back after it was a whirlwind. Once I got the radio show and 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 all this other stuff, and then Jason got reassigned. He wasn't just the Kings no more, so it got crazy. But we came back together. Shout out to Danny Fry bringing us back together like uh, Triple H. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> bringing us back. <laughs> I guess I'm Shawn Michaels because I lost my hair later. So. <laughs> Well, I guess I'm the road dog. I never, I never had my hair. Well, Triple H, no, I'm Triple H. I got well. We both, we both have the shaved head and the beard. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. We can be Sean and Triple H. Then both of them are bald now. Either way, man. J Street Vibes is back, man. For for those who are familiar with J Street Vibes, welcome back. We appreciate the love. We hear you guys. You guys have been asking for it for a minute, man. And I'm glad we could bring it back. Uh, for if you're new to J Street Vibes. Um, yeah, just enjoy the ride. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna talk Kings basketball, obviously. But the thing that I think we do a little differently, Jason, is you know, we'll we'll, we'll touch a little bit on the NBA, we'll we'll touch a little bit on pop culture, a little bit, you know, and a little black culture, black Twitter. We'll get into all that just a little bit. Have a have oh, a good yeah, no time, doubt. yeah, have a good time with it. But mostly, mostly like 95%, this is a Kings podcast. We're gonna have a good time with it for sure, man. So let's. Let's not waste any time. And we, we got to talk about, I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to call this, Jason. Is this the, is this the turning point for the Sacramento Kings? Is this the moment where we knew the Sacramento Kings were real? Because we're, we're recording this on a Monday night. Earlier today, the Sacramento Kings in Charlotte down by, what, what was the biggest deficit they had? Was it 15? Yeah. 
15. They were down 15 at the half, I believe, for sure. I wonder, I wonder if it was bigger than that. But regardless, they were down big. De'Aaron Fox goes out of the game with a, a bruised knee bone. Uh, and it looked bleak. It looked bleak. They couldn't stop a nosebleed, Jason. They were mm-hmm. letting them plumly run wild on them like Hulkamania. But have no fear. Delhi is here because Delhi gets no, it wasn't just Delhi. Although Delhi came in and gave us some minutes. Delhi got, yeah, said, they got the lead with they got the lead with Delhi in the game. Exactly, exactly. So uh Davion Mitchell was really the story. He came back five three-pointers on the night. Phenomenal night for him. And the Kings come back to win 115-108 in Charlotte. And I gotta be honest with you, Jason. I'm still in a little bit of a shock that they this day they haven't won these type of games in years in years where you're down 15 on the road just looking bad all this other stuff they haven't they haven't won those type of games in years and I I don't know is it is the season turning you tell me I don't know see it's a double edged thing because I'm watching the game going they about to give up about 125 tonight 130 mm. you know. The Hornets are, you know, got guy, you know, you know, you don't, you don't have their key guys playing, you know, there's no Lamelo, you know, I'm like, this is a typical Kings game. They're going to get blown out by Kelly Oubre <laughs> and a Plumley brother. I always forget which one is which. I think it's Mason, right? It is Mason. I think that's Mason. You know, is, is he the one who was in Portland who I always got mad at because he get right by the rim and throw it backwards? <laughs> I think, I'm I think like, if is, you don't, is he the only, the only Plumley left? I'm pretty. I think so. I mean, it feels like they were like as many of them as there were the Engies. <laughs> the Engies. <laughs> I swear, Mamadou Engi played with Chris Webber and then made it all the way to the Final Four with North Carolina. <laughs> played against Perry Ellis. <laughs> yeah. Well, I digress, but I just kind of said, you know what? Think about the, you know, give up another one twenty-five, lose on the road to a to a depleted team, and. Same old Kings, but they, you know, it's amazing what happens when you kind of play a little defense, a little yeah. bit of defense, and the shots start falling. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, but yeah. They, I mean, because in that first half, they lived in the paint. I mean, yeah. they being Charlotte, they just lived in the paint and they you know, started, you know, contesting a little. To me, it's no coincidence that that Davion's playing when that happens. Mm. Then mm. he, he starts hitting, you know, and that one through that last three in the fourth quarter was cold Ooh. blood. Whew. And then, and then the mid range joint right after that to put them up yeah. and put it away. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and that's been a topic uh, on the show on D'Lo and KC a lot about Davion and his start to the season, right? Like he hasn't been as impactful. And one of the things that I thought about Davion, because a lot of people were hyped up with the way he finished the season last year, and he finished really, really well. Like he put up some good numbers, did some good things, and, and it, it seemed like he was a guy who. Um, if he has the minutes, this is this isn't breaking news, but if he has the minutes, he can produce the numbers. And the the thing that he was gonna have to figure out this year, and he still is, is how am I impactful while not having those same type of minutes, right? Like I'm not gonna play right. 23, 25 minutes a night. It may be 14 minutes, but how are my 14 minutes super impactful? on both sides of the floor. And it seemed like a role that he was trying to get a feel for. And he had been struggling with a little bit in the first four or five games. But lo and behold, De'Aaron Fox goes down tonight. And Davion says, I'm ready. I've been ready for this. 
balls out 23 points on the night, nine of 11 from the field, five of six from beyond the arc. What a performance by Davion Mitchell. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, you know, like you said, a lot of times what people expect from Davion is to come in and play defense, but you know, asking a guy to come off the bench and try to shut somebody off, it's not easy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing it in, you know, in spot minutes. You know, you're going in for four or five minutes and coming out because as well as De'Aaron has played, it's hard to say give De'Aaron 30-something minutes and saying how do we give Davion 25-plus because right. you also have more depth to two guard. Right. So it's not like you can slide De'Aaron over there and say let's play them together. Mm-hmm. Then it also makes your backcourt look a much smaller backcourt. Right. But right. I just, yeah, I just think, yeah, he had a night. You know, sometimes a guy can just get rolling, and then you know, you got you know Kayvon over there, you know, hitting three. Kayvon, oh, I heard he don't like that nickname, but oh, he, he said he wanted to leave that nickname in Atlanta. But come on, man, come on, Kayvon, okay, give him something else. You know, come up with I don't know. You know, I like I like that nickname for him. I do too. It's a very Atlanta thing. You know, I I just picture uh, you know uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Tim's going to get some prime rib with his new nickname, you know. But hey, that's just me. Yeah, he, yeah, man. And he may be the key to them when he's on. They're tough, you know. They're tough to beat because you, mean, you, you know when he's on, it's a you know they you're getting five, six, seven threes from him. When he's struggling, it's like okay, where do we find that that you know that other that outside punch? But I think you 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 need him on because you know I like Malik Monk, but Malik is streaky. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be nights like Malik had tonight where you go, well, we really can't play him, you know, and I wonder how much of that is just being back in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. You know, but there's going to be nights like that. So you need one of those guys to be consistent. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Davion was the man. Like I said, just the, the the offensive production, like you said, you know, the pull up, the step, you know, you know that's what you expect from, you know, De'Aaron, just, you know, hold the rock, you know, okay, I'm going to hit that jumper now. But Everyone at Baylor told me about him that he's a guy that changes your culture. Eventually, mm. if you don't want to work like him, you just won't want to be around him. Right. So I think the more he's out there, it's definitely better. And he kind of fits what Mike wants to do in terms of playing defense. Right. That, I, I, that, that's the one area I think we're all waiting for De'Aaron to become that lockdown defender. Yeah. But he, you know, he has a he has a big you know load to carry on offense. But I think we're still waiting for you know to stop seeing these games with these opposing guards mm. getting twenty five. 26, you know, getting, you know, coming in and getting, you know, using the Kings of slump busters. Right. And the, the, the thing with Davion that always worried me, so to speak, when you talk about, oh, him and Fox could close out the game is like, where's the shooting coming from? Right. Like mm-hmm. it, you guys are both streaky shooters. To be honest with you, Jason, they're both very streaky at the line too. So even yeah. if you're in the end of the game and you're ahead, how are you going to put it away when your two, two guards aren't able to shoot from the free throw line? But Davion, we, we always it, maybe it's just me. Feels like he's been in the league two, three years already. It's second year in the league, right? Like he's, yeah. he just had his rookie year. So he had a big summer this past summer working on his game, working on the shot, things of that nature. And obviously, we see it tonight, five or six from beyond the arc. If he's able to knock down a jump shot consistently, much like we say the same things about De'Aaron, but if Davion is able to knock down a jump shot consistently, then you can close games with him 
in De'Aaron in the backcourt. And now you've got your defender on the perimeter. And if Fox is defending the way he was against Tyler Hero the other day, now you've got a solid backcourt. You got Kevin Herter who could probably play the three. You got uh, Keegan Murray, depending on the matchup, could be at the four. You, you, you've got options to get Davion in there. And, and really, when you think about where the minutes are going to come for him, it's gonna it's gonna have to be him being able to shoot the rock and 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 be a catch and shoot shooter or even off the bounce like we saw today if he's gonna be able to finish these games out. Oh, definitely. I think that's the only way you can really play those two together because if you're you know, De'Aaron's gonna run the offense mm-hmm. and you can't have a guy out there who's just, you know, teams are afraid to, you know, aren't are they aren't afraid to leave. And the one thing I said, you know, people from Baylor all told me. If there's a weakness in his game after his rookie year, he's going to attack it in the offseason. They're like, don't mm. worry. He's going to come back better. <laughs> mm. Don't worry about that. He is the one thing you, you don't have to worry about is him not working. Remember, I remember even going through summer league, they were worried that he was going to work too much. They're like, you have to rest sometimes, Davion. It's going to be a much longer season. This isn't college. You're not going to play 35, 37 games. Yeah. That's not even the halfway point of an NBA season. So, He's probably learned a lot about just how to take care of his body better and maintain it over the course of an NBA season. I'm expecting a lot of, you know, positives from him as he kind of figures out where they're going to slot him in. And if he keeps shooting like this, somebody's going to lose minutes in the backcourt. Somebody's somebody's not going to play. That's facts. Yeah, absolutely. Also in that backcourt tonight, my boy, we talked about him a little bit, Kevin Herter, 26 on the night. Five three-pointers, some big-time threes in that fourth quarter to give them the lead and uh, and tie the game. I think he hit one to tie it and hit one to give him the lead too, man. So Kevin Herter, he has been as advertised from what we thought we were going to get from uh, his time in Atlanta. He's been that and a, and a lot more so far in the first week and a half, two weeks of the season. Yeah, the King, you know, if you're going to go out and get anything, you need to get more shooting. Mm-hmm. They got more shooting. I mean, you, you know, you, you, did, you made the trade. You trade. You traded Buddy. You didn't keep Divincenzo. You had to get more shooting. Yeah. You know, I think Keegan Murray helps with the shooting. Herder helps with shooting. The more shooting, the better. Trust me, as a Laker guy, I know what it means when you don't have shooting. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least, at least nobody's winless anymore, right? I mean, at least we got those wins. That's a positive. Hey, even the Nets have two wins finally. <laughs> right, right. So uh, Kings come back in Charlotte. Uh, to win 115-103. They then go to Miami on Wednesday. Try to try to sweep the Miami Heat this season. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll be here after that game as well. But right Maybe, now, Yeah, hopefully they don't catch the flu out there. You know, sometimes I know a lot not. of players go to Miami and they get sick, you know. Yeah, they I've might need to stay. I've gone to Miami and gotten sick as well, so I understand how it happens. You know, the weather out there is just so off. Maybe they should stay in Fort Lauderdale. The weather's better there. Uh, how about well, that? Maybe, but you know that sun, and then you know the eating establishments are open really late now out there, and sometimes yeah. guys just go to the buffet at random hours of the night. It can be a problematic thing for a team visiting. I understand, understand. Hopefully, they're all staying healthy out there in Miami as they get ready. I learned how to do that when I used to go to Miami a lot because I would go out there and I'd often leave you know the Miami area with, with that flu. <laughs> South, Beach flu. South Beach flu is a real thing. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, Jay, I want to get your thoughts on De'Aaron Fox's start to the season because he's been phenomenal. And you've seen his whole career. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on what's different, what he's doing a little different or better to start the season right here on J Street Vibes. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, back here on J Street Vibes. Your main man, Kenny Caraway, Jason Jones in the building here as we're breaking down uh, the Sacramento Kings and everything that's been going on with the Kings for about Almost two weeks into the season, almost two weeks into to this 2022-2023 season. And uh, one of the guys that has just been a revelation to me is De'Aaron Fox with the way he started off. Seems like his entire career, the start of the season has not been the best part of his season mm-hmm. every year. He has been a slow starter every year. That has not yeah. been the case this year, uh, Jason. Yeah. 27.8 points. 7.2 rebounds a night. Where the hell is that coming from? 5.6 assists. He's shooting the ball phenomenally. This is the best he's started a season in his entire career. I think he's heard everything that we talked about or I talked about, you talked about in the offseason, and he's been ready to go. And what a start for him to start the season. He had a little um, little hiccup in the game against the Hornets, you know, bone bruise, knee bruise, whatever the case may be. Luckily, it doesn't seem like it's something too drastic. Even if he misses the game on Wednesday, it's not something that should keep him out long term. But um, he's playing phenomenal right now. Yeah, and the one thing about De'Aaron that all his past coaches have basically begged him to do is just please stay aggressive. Mm-hmm. We'd rather lose with you shooting 20 times than have a game where you shoot nine or 10. Mm-hmm. I never forget one day I'm in the hallway and his dad just pretty much says, I'm not going to come out here and watch you shoot 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not doing this. I like, doing that day too. I remember him saying, like, I could have stayed at home for this. You're going to come out here and shoot the ball 10 times? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that he's be, just being aggressive. Mm-hmm. And part of that aggression is the rebounding. And I mean, you know, you know it's a lot. It's, I, sometimes I forget how young De'Aaron still is. Right. It just feels like he's old because he's been in the league since 2017, but he's not an old guy. Right. Still you 24, know. right? He turns 25. Yeah, so, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, as he liked to remind me, you know, back in the day that, you know, I probably would be better off hanging out with his dad, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but for me, the re- I like the rebounding because when he re- if he's rebounding, especially on the defensive glass, which mm-hmm. is something that they the Kings have needed their guards to do for years, he can get the ball. He's a he's a fast break all by himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I like that. I like that. I like when I see that aggression. I like that he's shooting three confidently. You mm-hmm. know, even if it's not going in all the time, but it's, it's going in a pretty decent clip. But you know. Mm-hmm. Especially that first game. I mean, I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> turning, turning to Dale Ellis out here. I don't. Know. Yeah, you know, but you know, I, I for for the Kings to have success, he's got to be aggressive. 
Yeah. I mean, he's just got to be aggressive. He's got to go. He's got to get downhill, you know, get to the rim, get the ball out, get the ball moving. And I, I like what I've seen. I, I love his aggression. That's because it. We want the, I'd rather see him be too selfish than too unselfish. He's a guy where I'm not going to get mad if he takes 20 shots and he only made seven. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be nights where that's going to happen. But they can't win with him taking, you know, 11 shots in a game. Right. He's not been that guy so far. It's a matter of keeping that going because, I mean, the reality is last season, the way he started the season doomed them. Mm. I mean, mm. they I don't think they really ever recovered from – they might have been winning a couple of games here and there early, but they never really recovered from the fact that their best player just wasn't ready to go. Right. You know, I mean, he's talked about, you know, losing the weight. I don't know who told him to become outside linebacker or whatever or safety. <laughs> But you, you see that a lot of times with young players. Like Rokon Smith out there. Who don't do yeah, that. you see a lot of times a young player, and I've seen it a lot in Sacramento, all the way back to a guy. I remember Dante Green did. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He came back looking like he's going like he's gonna play tackle. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no one told you to go get buff. <laughs> right, right. You know, and so I think, I think he learned his lesson from that, and we're seeing. I mean, because one thing about De'Aaron, De'Aaron is very smart. Mm. He wasn't going to repeat that again. So, you know, he got himself right, you know, got married, you know, got a good woman at home. They say that'll settle you down in your career, too. It does. It you know? does. So, yeah, so I like what I like what I see. I like what I see. I'm, I'm optimistic that he's going to keep, the, you know, the foot on the pedal and just keep playing this way all year, because that's the only way they've got a chance. It's yeah. De'Aaron's playing like this. They can't have that. We can't have those games where you ask him, why weren't you aggressive? He's like, I don't know. Can't have those games. Not too many of them, at least. Well, one of the things that I know you've talked about a long time since we started the old show mm-hmm. back in the days, you used to always say that De'Aaron Fox had the ability, has the ability to be an all-league defender at his position. And the only thing stopping him is himself, like him applying himself and, and staying focused on that. He seems to taking some of the challenges that Mike Brown has had for him on the defense, defensive end to heart. And we saw that kind of culminate itself on Saturday afternoon against the Heat when Tyler Hero was cooking. Tyler Hero was ready to to, to send, send some people home sad from the Golden 1 Center on Saturday afternoon. I think at the one point, he, he finished with 34 on the night. I think he had 11 points in the fourth quarter as Miami was coming back. And then Mike Brown said, De'Aaron Fox asked him, Hey, let me guard Tyler. And he he cut the water off. He cut the water off. They tried to go back to Tyler Hero and he tried to go one-on-one on De'Aaron. Wasn't happening. De'Aaron blocked the jump shot, caused the offensive foul, shut the water off on Tyler Hero. And I always remember you said it, like I said, from the start. He's capable of being that type of defender on the perimeter every night. It's just whether or not he's going to apply himself. So far this year, it seems like he's he's applying himself. Yeah, and they, that's what they need. That's what they, you know, if they're ever going to become a better defensive team overall, he's got to be their best defensive player, or at least one of their mm-hmm. two or three best defenders. Mm-hmm. I think every good team that has good defense, you look at their starting lineup, you see two or three guys who are just great, def- who, are, who are committed to that end. You, just go, you look at championship teams, you look at the Warriors, you had Clay, you had Draymond, and then you had whether it be a big like Bogut or you had a guy like Iguodala. Yeah. You, you know, you just go through all the teams that have won that have won titles. You know, you look at Milwaukee, you have Giannis, you had Drew Holiday, you got two of your starters who are 
committed to being good defenders. You look, you know, you I could go on on twenty twenty. You had KCP and AD and Danny Green. You know, all through all the way, guys who are in your top seven or eight, where you know three or four of those guys are defenders that you have to respect. And I think for the Kings, De'Aaron's got to be that guy. And he's right. got to be that guy consistently because what you can't – I remember the start of last season before the uh, Kings were about to play the Warriors, there was all this talk about wait till we see Davion go against Steph. I mm. said it then. De'Aaron should have felt disrespected. Mm. They were talking about Davion guarding Steph. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think – like I said, I think we're starting to see it all come together with him. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just a matter of figuring – you know, figuring out – or him figuring out, you know, maybe he has to pick his spots defensively. Maybe he can't guard that guy the entire game. Yeah. You know, maybe you do, you know, go to that guy in the fourth quarter, but he's got to be a guy who will say, I will accept that challenge. And he's shown he can do it at times. I remember him guarding Julius Randle once. Hmm. <laughs> so he can do it. It's just yeah. a matter of doing it all the time. And I think when he when he's defending like that, he gets other guys going. Because yeah. If he's getting the fletches, you know, okay, we're getting out and we're running now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you know, if every then De'Aaron likes to run without the ball too and just get to the rim. So if you get the get all that going, but changes the dynamic of the team. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, he hurt his knee in the Charlotte game. Um, right now, he's officially listed as day to day. I'm sure we'll have more on this uh, in the days to come about you know how serious it is. It didn't. From the reports of everything, no, no, Sacramento Kings, they reported some things in the past that it's like, damn, he's still hurt. I thought you said, I thought you said, so I, I think those days might be done. I'm hoping those days might be done, but it didn't seem like it was nothing too serious. Um, so like I said, maybe he doesn't miss any games, maybe it's one, two games, or whatever the case may be. Uh, hopefully that's the case because he's playing the best basketball of his career right now. De'Aaron's a guy who doesn't like to, you know, he's generally, when, whatever time they say he's going to be out, he always comes back sooner. Mm. He's not a guy who's going to milk an injury, you know, just to milk it. I mean, he wants to play. So, I mean, mm. you know, if he's, if he, if they say he's going to be out two or three games, I'd be like, he'll play, he'll miss one, maybe two. Mm. Right. That's just the way he's always been, you know, that we've always, there's times where we thought, oh, he's going to be out for a month. He's back in two weeks. So, mm. I don't expect him to miss a whole lot of time. He tried to play on that tonight. It just, you know, you could watch him on the court. It just wasn't going to happen for him. Right, right. Let's take another break real quick. When I come back, I want to ask you just kind of in totality of this this Kings team right now, um, where they stand and what they have to do to kind of get themselves back above water. So we'll take a quick break, man. It's J Street Vibes. Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on J Street Vibes, Kenny Caraway, Jason Jones. Uh, we talked about the great comeback uh, win for the Kings in Charlotte earlier on Monday evening. Talked about De'Aaron Fox's great start to his season. And now the Kings, after six games, after starting 0-4, sit at 2-4 and four after six games. They've got two more games on this short road trip, um, going to Miami, going to Orlando, 
I, I talked about it a little bit on the radio earlier today, right? And I looked at this Charlotte game as an opportunity. You, you got you got the monkey off your back, you know, getting the first win of the season against Miami. Now you go against Charlotte, and I'm, you know, Jason, I'm not into, you know, they should win this game. They should win that. The NBA is tough. Like, the NBA is loaded right now. Like, you say whatever the worst team you think is in the NBA, the Houston Rockets or the Orlando Met, they got ball players on it. They got guys that can go on that team. So I, I try not to get into should win this, should whatever the case may be. I don't be. think they're good enough to ever say they can walk into a game and they should win. There, there's that, too. There's that, too, 100%. But you, you have an opportunity here against Charlotte to kind of build momentum off of that win against Miami. They were able to execute that. Now they're at two and four after six. They've won two in a row after losing our first first four. What where do you see the Kings like right now as we speak? I, I know 0 and 4 is bad because it's all about wins and losses, but it always felt like they it wasn't like they were playing bad necessarily. They just couldn't put together a, a complete game. Do you kind of see them in that vein right now where now maybe you know some wins are starting to catch up with the way they were actually playing? in those first four games yeah and i also said like I, I even said then the four teams they lost to were all four teams you could say were better than them hmm. so it wasn't like they just you know went out and just got you know rolled by like orlando four times right right <laughs> you know i think that that's part of it you got a new coach you got some guys who haven't played together and i always say it always looks way worse at the start because hmm. all you have are these four games you don't have 20 games and these are like game 16 17 18 19 mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is all we have you know it's like you are what your record is and i always say hey you think utah is going to like be in the top four in the west <laughs> by the end of the year it's crazy the way they play right now yeah, you know so i don't know if that's going i don't think that's going to hold up all year wow. so i think you're starting to see some of that come come to pass but you know the work you put in is starting to pay off you're yeah. also seeing you know Things are going to start evening out over the course of, you know, about 10, 15 games or so. Mm-hmm. To me, their main thing is going to be is uh, getting some bonus going offensively. Yeah, what's up with that, man? What, what, what do you see with that? I mean, we saw Sabonis in Indiana obviously be a two-time All-Star. We saw him in a short time with the Sacramento Kings last year, and he looked phenomenal. And he just hasn't been able to regain that um, so far at the start of the season. Once again, six games in. You know, what I mean, it could just be a six game scratch. He's averaging like 14 and eight or 14 and nine or something. So it's not like 14 and 10 or something like that. Yeah, it's not like he's falling off the face. Yeah. Of the, but his it's, numbers are pretty good, too. I mean, it's not like he's out there giving you, you know, triple singles or anything like that. No, 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 no. Do you think we leave Draymond out of this situation? Hey, 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 man. That's, <laughs> hey, that's, that's my buddy. I like that's my buddy. I hung out with him, you know, for a story. That's my friend. We leave, we leave Draymond out of the J Street no, vibe. I right? just, yeah, I mean, thing is too, is the team also has more more options around them. That's true too. You know, so I think, you know, I think we all pretty much assume De'Aaron's going to lead him in scoring. Mm-hmm. But if you're still, you know, one one area you got Sabonis to help you with was rebounding, because for years the Kings would have a starting center getting you six to seven rebounds, which isn't that's not good enough nowadays. Right. If if the guy's playing thirty plus minutes, but right. I think you know. Sabonis is still on the glass, you know. He's getting you what five, six, seven, sometimes eight, nine assists in in a game. So he, it's not that he's, he's completely 14, falling off. He's 14, 9, and 5 right now. You know what I mean? And people are like, oh, what's wrong with Sabonis? I, I think one of the issues is 
defensively, he's kind of getting eaten alive. But some of it's not his fault, Jay. Every time I turn around, he's got three or four fouls, and it's like the second quarter. It's like, what's going on? And some of it, like, well, I don't know if you saw what happened on Saturday with the Miami stuff, but I mean, somebody, I, I don't know what's going on. You know me, I'm not into this whole, oh, they don't, dis- they don't respect the Kings or whatever, but well, some of these foul calls, these, these referees, man, I don't know what they got going on. And they, they, they and Sabonis hadn't got a break all year. Sometimes it's reputation. It's reputation. He does not have a rep as being a good defender. Mm. So if he knocks a guy off a little bit, they're going to the, the whistle's more likely to come and say if Rudy Gobert knocks a guy off. Right. Some of it is just reputation. Some of it is just physically. You know, he's not one of those guys with the crazy, ridiculous wingspan. Right. You know, he's not a guy where you go, oh, my gosh, you know, he's got the, you know, seven foot. I don't know what his wingspan is, but it's not one of those things where you go, you expect him to come through and start blocking shots all the time. So some of his reputation, some of it is when your guards are letting guys get in the paint repeatedly, you're going to pick up one or two just off of that because you got to try to try to help, you know, cover for those guys. Right. But again, six games. Uh, even when the Kings were 0 4, I was like, it's not time to panic. Calm down, people. I mean, I started people were talking, oh my God, I don't like Mike Brown. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> you know, calm down. And I think I think we're in a space now where going two and one or three and oh on this road trip is not unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then by the weekend, everyone feels bad, feels good, you know. You know, then it'd be like 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 Jay, you know, Jay and Too Short just a week ago. <laughs> it was all bad just a week ago. Then all of a sudden, be like, "Oh, now we're going to the playoffs." It's like yeah. I always say, "Give me 15 games, give me more than 10 percent of the season, and mm. let's see where they are." And I think, I think they're going to be okay. I mean, where that ends up being in April, who knows? But they weren't. They're not going to be the worst team in the league by any stretch. Nah, and they, they. If you just look at the games, and once again. The only thing that really matters is the win and loss column. I get that. But even when they were 0 4, if you looked at the games, they weren't playing bad basketball. You know, it was like little stretches, little pockets of games where they would lose focus or, you know, things wouldn't go their way. And it would cost them, you know, because the first quarter, you know, <laughs> right. That, now that is, <laughs> that's, that's not playing good. When you yeah. Up, so, you know. I mean, you know, you, you know, you blow a lead against Portland, you know, so right. I mean, there's, like I said, uh, it wasn't. It's not like they just went out, went out for six for, for four straight games and got beat by thirty. Right. You know, and then you look at the numbers where they're playing bad defense. Well, they're not a good defensive team, mm-hmm. and you're not going to flip that over just because you hired a new coach and got some new guys. It's not going to happen overnight, no. especially when you don't have a bunch of those, you know, defensive type players. Right. But I think you know, and like I said, give it some time. I just think that there's a rush. You know, I think the Kings have been down so long. It's easy to go. Oh God, they were terrible this week. Here we go again. Or it's also easy if they have three good games. Oh, see, we're back. It's like calm down. Let's <laughs> let's get some space. <laughs> let's get some, you know, let's get some time and then see where we are. So like I, said, I, I don't think I don't, care. I don't know what you call. We back. We back. We didn't figure it out. We didn't crack the code. Kings are back. Let's go. <laughs> but see, see, but if the code is De'Aaron doesn't play the second half, we got a problem. No, that's not the code. I just we just, exactly, yeah. Code. Yeah, we just cracked the code. Because <laughs> yeah. you know there's somebody out there going, see? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you've been on you King's Twitter. There's people that are already saying that nonsense. See, Stop. we've got to trade De'Aaron now. See, because 
beat the, the Hornets without LaMelo and <laughs> Scary Terry and uh, without, yeah, without without two of their best players. Okay. That's proof right there. Well, then again, <laughs> I understand how Kings fans are thinking because remember, DeMarcus Cousins got traded because they beat the Boston Celtics without him. It was like, oh, see, we're fine. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't need him. We just that was beat rough. There was a nice little dunk by uh, Willie Collie Stein in that game. I remember that. That was, that was a nice little alley oop. I think Darren yeah, Collins. And, and the backstory people from that game that people forget is that Boston got to Sacramento extremely late. They had like a bad weather in Boston. They couldn't get out here. And that was one of those built in losses. Mm. But then everyone goes, oh, we beat the Celtics. Oh, we're, we're back. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. Well, I don't know what you're talking about now, Jason. We are back. Okay. okay. That's what I stand That's corrected. I'm not going, I'm not going to fight it. You know, you're not going <laughs> to blame me if things go the other way around. You know, I haven't, you know, so when I get out to the arena this year, if they don't win when I'm there, it's not my fault. Oh, it absolutely is. I'll put your name at the, I'm going to put your picture at the, uh, at the media entrance. Don't let this man in. I'm giving you three games. They better be at least two on one uh, in, in those games. Okay. If they don't, okay. So if they say lose to the Warriors, the Suns, and the Grizzlies in those three games, don't let the that's my fault. Like not John Morant's fault. It's my fault. Don't I let get this it. man in. I'll, I'll own it. I've been, you know, I've I've heard I've heard worse reasons of why I'm the reason why they struggle. You know, one of the things that we we would do on Throne Room Breakdown, R.I.P., and now on J Street Vibes is, you know, me and Jay, you know, we like to have fun a little bit outside of basketball, just a little bit. Just give us like two minutes to have yeah, fun outside of basketball. And one of the things I thought was the best thing I saw all weekend, it was Halloween weekend, people dressing up, doing a lot of different yeah. stuff, a lot of crazy stuff. I bet there's still videos that haven't even really surfaced yet. It's like a poll results, right? Like we, we're not going to see all the Halloween videos to like Wednesday when they right. all come in, Right. But one of the best things I saw was Diddy, Puffy, dressed up as the Joker, Heath Ledger Joker. He did a phenomenal job, by the way. Like, he, I thought he won the weekend with that. He did a great job with that. Yeah. But he was dressed up as Heath Ledger Joker. Somehow gets into a confrontation with 2-Bit from Power. <laughs> Where did this come from? Where is 2-Bit wants to fight Puffy? You know, calling him all kinds of names, calling him out of his names. Puffy's in character, all of a sudden gets out of character and says he wants to fight Two Bit. And I think somebody told Two Bit, like, yo, that's that's Puff, bro. I, I honestly, I don't think Two Bit knew it was Puff at first. Yeah, because he's like, at the end, Puff is like, it's me, it's Puff. <laughs> I'm love. I'm like, see, because when, when Puff is in character, I'm thinking this is the off stage. And I'm like, hold up, this is a little weird. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? It's like, first he's like, ah, and it's like, you know, I'm love. I'm like, <laughs> but you're dressed as the Joker. And the- I'm like, and, and I'm just sitting there going, why is he arguing with Two Bit? <laughs> I didn't know the man's <laughs> actual name. I didn't know his name was Michael Ferguson. I was about like, to say Michael, so I didn't even know Ferguson at the end. I knew it was Michael. I didn't though. know what his name. I'm like, I'm like, is he about to fight Two Bit? Which is really one of the best, like, criminal n- names in, we've had in television, in, you know, in a long time. His name is Stupid. <laughs> I mean, Look. the show, I was like, you're going to fight too. The Joker about to fight Tubit. Like, uh, come, to, come to the after set and feel the vibration. 
<laughs> he said, but you got to change your aura. You got to change your aura. All due respect to, to Michael Ferguson, a young up-and-coming actor out here, did a great job as 2-Bit. How did they even cross paths? <laughs> what is 2-Bit doing? I have so many questions. <laughs> and then why did Puff talk to him? 2-Bit was, you know, tell him, like, yeah, you this, you that. And, and Puff was like, oh, he was in character. Then all of a sudden he said, bitch, don't ever talk to me like that again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I go, oh, I guess that's not part of the script. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I'm like, because he's like getting in his car. I'm like, why is Puff on the street and like downtown LA? <laughs> I, I'm just like, was, I'm like, were they leaving? I'm like, because two bits not like in a costume. Right, right. Now he's, so he's like, the club, like the regular club. I, I, I'm just so confused. Like, you got you got you got the Joker full costume over here. Yeah. And somebody in street clothes over here, <laughs> getting in his. I'm like, were you guys? You got were you guys at the same spot? Like, did you have words in there? Did you bump into him going to your car? It just made. And I think a lot of times too, around this time of your Halloween time. Yeah. People are edgy anyway because people have makeup on and masks, and you like right. you bumping into me. I don't know who you are. Right. And if I didn't, if I hadn't seen the earlier post before that video, that's, that's what Puff was. Right. That didn't look like Puff. No, no, not at all. Like, he, he, he thing, it's like, me. I'm Puff. It's Puff. It's like <laughs> then, like gives him a hug, <laughs> and then and invited like, him to the after party. Yeah, I was like, I want to, I want, the, I want, I'll change my aura. I want, I want to feel the vibrations. <laughs> I, 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 I have a way of ending up at parties with celebrities randomly. <laughs> so I'm mad I wasn't there. Like I'm the guy who ended up at VIP at All Star Weekend with like Allen Iverson. Oh snap! And See, there was like free liquor the segment that we gotta have. We gotta have uh, what we call it, Jones on the road. Yeah. We, we gotta bring that back. We gotta, we gotta, gotta It can't be every every episode, but every now and then, maybe if it's tied to a certain team, I can dig up some stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Statute of limitations have run out on some of these <laughs> things, you know. Right. You know, you know. I don't think my ex is gonna care anymore. Some of the things I did back in the day, she don't like me anyway. So, <laughs> you know. So I don't think I don't think it'll matter. I don't think I can. I don't think I can go. I, I can't take in the court for those things. You know. <laughs> Got to tell my current girl. That was that was long, long, long time ago. You can't make that situation any worse. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm delivered now. Those I'm things delivered. Don't even, I, those don't even count. That those are just things I observed. <laughs> you know, you you travel on the road for about twenty years in this business, you're gonna see some stuff. Things happen. Yeah, I ended up in VIP in Toronto with Alan Iverson. I'm like, that's AI, and I'm over here in in their section drinking free alcohol. Yes, yeah, see, keep that, keep that for next week. We got to hear about AI and the VIP because I know AI was not like a wild boy, but I know he was tossing them back. It, it was pretty chill. It was actually pretty chill over there. Okay. okay, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing too crazy. It wasn't, you know, you know, I, I got to, you know, I think AI might have been more on one at the Hall of Fame presser <laughs> before, you know. <laughs> So, but yeah, it was, you know, I, yeah, I've got some, you know, I got some stories. So, well, well, the moral of the story is big shout out to, to Puff. Um, he killed it over the weekend. You know, that's my guy too. As you see the name, I am K Diddy. That was my guy, Puff. You know what I'm saying? So he killed it as the Joker and shout out to two bit for giving us the moment of the weekend. I mean, there, there was nothing says Halloween more than Puffy as the Joker getting into it with two bit. 
Like, don't get no more. Like, getting into it with two bit, and then they they show love to each other. Yeah, all oh, a minute and a half span. It's puff. It's puff. <laughs> it's love. I'm love. I'm like, this is the most <laughs> L.A. Hollywood, just random. I'm like, I don't know what this is, <laughs> but it was very entertaining. It was very, very entertaining. That was the best minute and a half I saw all weekend. That was yeah. That- I, I I watched that thing several times because I just couldn't stop laughing at it. <laughs> no doubt, man. So we'll be back later in the week here on J Street Vibes. We're gonna give you, we're gonna give you guys what you're looking for, what you need. Probably about two times a week. You know, something crazy happens, something special happens. Maybe we have a special one, but definitely two times a week. We here for you. J Street Vibes is back. As you guys see, well, people who are looking on the screen, you see at IMK Diddy on Twitter and Instagram, at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter. And Instagram is at Mr. Jones LBC. There you go. So you can hit us. Long Beach, that's Long Beach, California. People who, who are curious what the LBC stands for. Always, man. Got to show love, man. As always, man. But Jay, it's good to be back, baby. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yes, sir, man. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back later this week, and uh, we'll see what the Kings got going on, you know, after their trip to Miami, see what happens. Yeah. Will they have the flu, or will they, you know, be all right? Have some thorough flu, Kings. All right, have some take, some, take some emergency before you get there, <laughs> yeah. don't, and, don't, and don't pack a bunch of ones. No, no, no. Take some Theraflu, stay in the hotel room. How about that? Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> we up out here. Y'all be good. Right. Please.